Hello guys and welcome back to Chimmy's Place and today we are going to be talking about again fairness and equality for all but this will be about the judicial branch. Unfortunately today I do not have a guest so I will be the only one talking to you guys. Star had other plans she was busy so she could not come and speak with you guys but it's okay she will come when it's another time for her. Now, this topic today would be very interesting. So I advise you guys to listen and you guys can maybe give me your opinions on these topics, you know. So this episode will include various topics like the last one about fairness and equality. These topics will include the structure of the U.S. current system. Ruth Bader Ginsburg as of the last episode. Texas first Johnson. Jared Scott versus. Stanford and etc. So again, I hope you guys will enjoy it and have a good listen. Now to begin off with our first topic, the structure of the U.S. court system. Now there are three branches: legislative, judicial, and the executive branch. Now, in my opinion, the legislative branch has more power over the other branches and. Sadly, the judicial branch has the least amount of power. Now, you would think the judicial branch has the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court determines everything with all the civil rights laws, the Black Lives Matter laws, and all the most important laws goes to the Supreme Court. But it's, it's not like that. Now, let me explain the specific power of each branch. The legislative branch makes laws, borrows money, and collects taxes, regulates commerce, and most importantly, it makes a social contract with its citizens in order to ensure safety and maintain order. So basically, the citizens are depending on the legislative branch for protection and for the rights to be always met, but sadly, that's not always the case. The executive branch can have a diplomacy with other nations, make treaties, veto laws, federal posts also, federal judges, judges, and grants pardons for a crime. I believe that this is very important because the treaties between two countries, if we have a certain viewpoint between our country and another country, then we can avoid problems. The judicial branch interprets laws and the state judges are determined by the citizens. Now, as you can see, this is a very short role for the judicial branch. This is very low and has no power whatsoever. As I list, as you listen, you can you can see how the legislative branch basically determines everything, and the judicial branch can only say, "Hey, this isn't fair," and I don't think we should do this. But overall, it's the legislative decision, unless the country, the Congress makes a decision and that's when the executive branch comes in and say well this isn't fair so we're just going to veto a law but it has to be like a decision between the whole entire party like or so like it has to be a high number for this decision and then it's vetoed but if not vetoed then it's what the legislative branch can do whatever they want to do, and the judiciary has to, you know, put this in a law book and say, well, citizens, you just have to follow follow it, even if it's not fair. And I don't see that as right at all. We should 
I think when it comes to interpreting laws, I feel like the judicial branch should have way more power because it has the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has determined most of the most important cases in our history, and they should have, like, power over the whole entire thing, in my opinion. It might not be, you know, um, like, completely fair, but they determine everything and they should have way more power when it comes to laws and order in the U.S. Now for our next topic is about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like I said, she was in my first episode, so you guys already know a little bit about her. She was the second female to serve second term in the Supreme Court. Also, like I said in the last episode, she fought for gender equality, women's interests, civil rights, liberty, etc. Also, like I said in the last episode, she played an important role in the Supreme Court. She made sure that everything was fair, even though the other branches did not agree with her because she was a, a woman that had power. So let's just think about all of the female role models who said what it was and wanted things to change, but unfortunately they passed away. Do you really think there's going to be anything good coming out of this? All of our important role models are passing away. Do you think change will come as quickly as they did when they were still here? Honestly, I don't think so because she slash others made things change. In a time where change wasn't guaranteed because of the standards that we had back then. And so the standards that we have now, I don't honestly feel like things would change personally. Being being able to do all these things and fighting off all the negative standards people have on us, you know... So what do you honestly think is, is going to change? I mean, it's hard to think of a future when you lose someone who changes it. You can't you can't change a future unless you have a strong role model that can take the position that was lost and give you hope and give everyone else hope that things will change, things will get better. But in this time right now, it's hard to get people who wants change and who wants to be their leader because every time you become a leader, it seems bad things always happen to you. So there are people who are afraid to speak up, afraid to say that, hey, I want change. When there's consequences and you speak in your mind and stating what you want, that's not fair and that's not having good structure whatsoever in our system. To start off our next topic, Texas versus Johnson. Basically, this topic is about burning, the burning of the American flag. This happened in Texas. This guy named Johnson burned the American flag in order to show his disagreement with the presidency. Um, as this got around the news, the Supreme Court got involved and they wanted to throw him in jail for violation of flag, the flag protocol. As I said, this is a way to show his freedom of speech. This type of freedom of speech is called symbolic freedom. Now, the Supreme Court ruled five to four. This uh, took away the idea of him being thrown into jail. 
this basically said, hey, he has the freedom of speech, so you can't throw him in jail for him showing his rights. So I am very glad that he did not go thrown into jail because that would be in violation of his rights and also breaking the law, which means the legislative is not uh, keeping up their social contract, their agreement with the citizens saying that I will ensure the safety and the order in this country. Now, if you were to throw him in jail, you will not be ensuring his safety. You will also not be maintaining order because you and yourself are technically violating the law by not following the First Amendment, which the the founding fathers wrote down in the Constitution of what needs to be followed for its citizens in order for the citizens to sign the social contract with the legislative branch and basically sign over their rights in order to gain rights, right? But at the same time, I do not agree with the burning of the flag. Personally, you're basically throwing away your own country. If another country was to see that their own American citizens was burning their own flag, they would think American citizens does not care, doesn't have pride in their country Therefore, they're burning off their flags because of a, a disagreement. Now, you should always, in my opinion, represent your country. There are things in this country I really hate, and sometimes it makes you want to leave this country. But this is my home, and this is where my family stays, so I'm going to represent it no matter what. And that's just me personally. But, yeah, I feel like it was a childish decision. You could have got to the internet and said how you said but... You uh, burning the flag, which is a major symbol in the U.S., is, is a very serious thing. You just put yourself in a whole predicament, and it could have got you more than 10 years in jail because of a childish act you had because you didn't agree with something. But I'm glad that he showed his opinion on something, bring to something so drastic to the point where it's in history, and it can change the future, which we, we really do need. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Now for our last topic of the day. Yay. Um, this is the case Dred Scott versus Stanford. This was decided in 1857. This is also a landmark decision. And the Supreme Court. Basically, uh, the Supreme Court decided that Black people, regardless of whether they were freed or enslaved during this time the Amalgamation um, Proclamation came out, that they were not still considered citizens within the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Also, the court also ruled that the Congress lacked the power to ban slavery in the U.S. Ter- territory, so they believe that this black man did not have the right or the power to disagree with the Supreme Court because during this time they were just seen as slaves and nothing more that they didn't have a voice so basically that was unfair and then the Constitution said everyone should be fair and equal regardless of skin color regardless of race regardless of any of that and um, that's completely unfair I do not like this I really wish I really wish it wasn't like this back then I'm glad it's, it's um, it changed during this time fun fact this happened before the Civil War reconstruction so this had a, a big impact on the 14th amendment 
Um, it abolished slavery and granted uh, formerly enslaved black American citizenship, ensuring the same equal protection of laws. But unfortunately, that did not happen. And that's what's not fair and equal. I know I'm repeating the same thing over and over again, but honestly, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding, you guys. Um, but yeah, um, this also divided the, the North and the South. You know, the North didn't have slavery and the South had slavery. So this rate made a very big impact in the U.S. And um, yeah, as we're getting into the ending of my podcast, sorry guys that it had to end so late, but unfortunately my time is running out. So the conclusion of my entire uh, current episode is that we we should consider fairness and equality into every single thing that we have been going through including in history so if we don't have fairness and equality into our cases that's against civil rights acts or our own freedom including the structure of the court system this is why people doesn't don't trust the justice system because there's no structure there's no order there's no fairness there's no equality that includes black people minority people white people all types of groups all types there's no equality with genders there's no equality with their identities of the genders and we should keep them into context because as we're getting more and more into the future and we're getting more modernized we have to look at the viewpoint of our current situation and not the past we should make new laws we should make new things up that matches up with our new current modern world so we should just look into that you know and i know there are some of my viewers who probably would believe the same exact thing that i believe you know I know there are some people who are homosexual, pansexual, all those type of things. So we need to make sure that they uh, they have fairness and equality. We have to make sure that the structure in our court system is is fair because we don't want one branch that says it says that everything is equaled out, and one branch can uh, emulate the power of another branch. But majority of the majority of the power goes to one branch. That is, that is not fair. That is not equal because you're giving one branch more power, and we should really keep that in check. So so sorry, you guys. I had to end this so early. It is due, so I have to turn this in. Um, you guys have a nice day. Tune in to the next time I post. Sorry, I posted so late. You guys make sure you have a nice day, and yeah.